Hey everybody, welcome to the H&H Hour. My name is Heather Taves, and I am one of the hosts of the H&H Hour, and this is my sister Heidi. Hey guys. We're so glad to have you with us today, and if this is your first time listening, we just wanna welcome you. We wanna say that we're so glad that you're here with us to sit on your couch or in your kitchen, making supper, whatever it is that you're doing while you're listening as we have this conversation. Yep. And we hope that you would just sit back and relax and enjoy just like you were sitting having a cup of coffee with us and talking with us. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're doing your laundry or cleaning toilets, that's perfect because this podcast is about finding the beauty in the ordinary. That's right. And so we just want to highlight this beautifully ordinary life and the people that we get to interact with and the people that God puts right in front of us and, and yes, talk and, to you, talk to them. Right. And even as we are recording this podcast, I have laundry going. So, you know, I'll be running and changing my laundry here in a few minutes too, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. because we are very ordinary people as well. So we're so glad that you're with us. And we are so excited to have um, someone as a guest today. His name is Phil Schaefer. Hi, Phil. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm doing so well. Today is a good day. Today is a good day. You even have the shirt. Yes. That's awesome. I did that on purpose because it helps me remember some of the things I think we're going to talk about. So that's so great. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm so I'm so excited to be here. I uh, I caught up with uh, last week's episode this morning. Actually, your sister Jenna did amazing. Yes. Shout out, huge shout out to Jenna. Yes, she was awesome. Um, and. She said something about how she was so looking forward to, like, hoping, oh, please pick me. Like, please pick me, be on the podcast. And um, I I totally, I'm the same, on the same page. Ever since you guys uh, started, um, you guys have been big sisters to me for many, many years. And I was yeah. like, oh, man, I, I would love to be on the podcast. Yeah. What would oh. I talk about? <laughs> but I would love to be on the podcast about something. And, and uh, man, God just has ordered. And here you are. My, yes, has ordered my life in such a crazy way. And we get to talk about the last few months uh, tonight. So yeah. I'm just so excited to be well, here. Well, and I love that um, you're a guy, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you have that deep voice and you know, you're know you not just a deep voiced woman. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> but I love that you're willing to come on a podcast that two girls host that, you know, I mean, we have some guy listeners, but I think that most of our listeners are women, but the idea that everyone has a story and that right. everyone, yeah. how no, no matter how ordinary they feel, everyone is extraordinary. And we need to be crossing gender lines in these yeah. conversations because a lot of the things that make you feel ordinary are the same things that make me feel ordinary. Right. And so I just, I'm so excited tonight because I think last week when we talked with Jenna, she was in a season of waiting and you are in the same season in a very different scenario. Mm-hmm. But the idea that you get to bring it from a male perspective, mm-hmm. um, and we had so much feedback from Jenna's podcast because so many people are in the exact same season. That's awesome. What, yeah, whether it be waiting for children or waiting for a job or whatever that looks like, waiting for a spouse, yeah. so many people resonated with that. And so we just thought, what better way to continue the conversation than to bring you on and for you to share your story. And it's really brave of you to do this. Yeah. Because I know not a lot of guys would have, um, their pride would get in the way, I think, to have the conversation that we're about to have. And I'm I'm so proud of you yeah. as my little brother. Thank you. Um, <laughs> for being willing to have this conversation. Thank so, you. So tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started. For those who don't know you, tell okay. us about Phil Schaefer. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm 28 years old. I'm married to the most amazing woman of all time, um, Becca. We've both lived in Central Illinois our entire lives, which I th- sounds pretty ordinary or boring, I guess, to many people. But my family's here. Yeah. Her family's here. Our That's friends are here. Isn't right? It? Yeah, it is. Yeah, right. Our, our, our church is here. I yeah. mean, everything. Our whole lives are here. Um, and we just have, we just have an amazing time together. We've been married for a little over four years. I cannot believe that. Yeah. It has flown by. Actually, four and a half. I need, uh, need to keep track. Keep track, <laughs> keep track better. <laughs> so, yeah. so pause for one second. Funny story. Our yeah. two of our littles were in your wedding. Yes. They were. I, and, rem- I remember this. And yeah. you'll remember this story. My daughter mm-hmm. refused to walk down the aisle. Yeah. 
she, she kind of had, had a meltdown <laughs> <laughs> part yeah. of it. And I think Cross was like too young to know. To know that to it was scary. I think just... he was being bribed with candy at the end of the aisle. Oh, yeah. Was, was that And you? at that time in his yeah. world, he really didn't <laughs> get was, much yeah. candy. Yeah. So, yeah. It was like... so you can hold that over yeah. her head for the rest of yeah. her life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was fun. So so four and a half years. Yes. And we just had, um, we both forgot this. We were going to, we were at Target today. And um, I was holding Kale, our son Kale. And uh, this wonderful gentleman, older guy, was one of the cashiers. He was not ours, but he was standing next to us. And he said, how old is he? And I was like, um, 11 months yesterday. And then I looked Aww. at Becca and we were like, what? We forgot we to forgot. take a picture. We, forgot to, we like, totally <laughs> forgot it. And, um, it's because you're gearing up for the big one year yeah, party. Yeah, yeah. That's in full swing. But uh, so we do have, we have one, we have one child uh, of a wonderful little boy, Kale. He is um, so cute. Yes, he's the cutest baby. Um, he's amazing. <laughs> uh, he's been the biggest blessing. I totally resonate with people that have gone before us and have said, man, you can't wait to have kids. And yeah. and the scriptures that talk about how uh, children are a blessing, man, that has just come back a thousand fold, yes. especially in this yes. these last few months as mm-hmm. he's really started to, um, his personality is starting to come through a little bit of sassiness too, mm-hmm. some, some attitude. Of that's good. I can't imagine and, yeah. where he gets that from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, the other night Becca was like, yep, uh, I think he's got some of my personality. <laughs> that's, that's my attitude. Bad. That's my attitude. Coming out. Like, I don't know that's where so that good. came from. I'll just, uh, you know, be quiet. <laughs> you just let it go. Let yeah. that one go. But um, I went to, so to keep going with my introduction, uh, I went to uh, Bradley University here. Again, didn't leave, stayed at home with my yeah. parents. They were so, they were so awesome and, um, and, and letting me uh, stay at home, save a bunch of money. Um, and then when I graduated from Bradley with a degree in mechanical engineering, surprise, surprise, I went to work at Caterpillar. Yeah. Like so many other people. Just yes. right out of college. Yeah. Yeah. Right out of college, yeah. yeah. In fact, I started working there before I even graduated. Um, and that's kind of what got me turned, uh, like focused in on that company is a wonderful company to work for. Um, and, so, and for people who don't know, cause there yeah. are listeners all over the country, um, and actually all over the world, which yeah. is really super cool. Yeah. Um, shout out to Chile. Hello. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Caterpillar's headquarters are in Peoria, our city. Yes. So right. it's kind of a big deal. It's a huge thing. For our town yeah. um, and for our community. And so for you as a college student coming out and landing a job at Caterpillar was a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah, it was It was, It was. was really, it was great. And um, I couldn't, ha- in fact, it was the only company I applied to. Wow. I didn't apply anywhere else. Yeah, wow. Cause, cause I One just, company. Was that your dream job? Um. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I just, I... Worked there for a year, the last year and a half of school. Okay. And I fell in love with diesel engines and. The I mean, y- you don't hear paint. that every day. No, you don't. <laughs> and and so I, I just loved it so much. And p- part of it was I, I just I loved working there and the opportunities that they had. But also, I was a little bit like freaked out to apply anywhere else and be like, oh well, what if this company. Yeah. Really far away wants to hire me. Yeah. I don't want to have to leave. And so then yeah. I was like, well, I'll just work for the company that has, you know, thousands of engineering jobs right here in Peoria. Sure. And and so it just worked out that way. And um at the time I, I didn't even really think about, you know, God's hand in all of that. Sure. But because it just made sense. Like right. I got a job offer. It was just the next step. Yeah, the I got right I thing. got the job yeah. offer yeah. six months before I even graduated. Wow. And so I, that was just like, you know, spring semester my senior year talk about senioritis because yeah. I already had a job offer. I already yeah. had money, you know, guaranteed money, guaranteed benefits. Like yeah. I don't need to focus on school anymore. Yeah. Type of a thing. So yeah. Yeah. I man, it was yeah. So were the chicks swooning at this point? Because here you were like <laughs> successful, smart. I remember intelligent, the season of his life. Well yes, they spoken. Were. Yes, yes, they were. Okay. Yes, they were swooning. Okay, because yeah. I don't. Because <laughs> I would have said no. Okay, well, the where mine went to. My, okay, well, my mind went to on the, that one was the young single women that were in church were coming okay. to us. Like, okay. what do you know about Philip? Okay. You were leading worship. You were on stage. Yeah. You were the it guy. Okay. Becca won your heart. Yes. Easily. Easily. Yeah. yeah. The Easily. first, yeah. You were head over flipping heels. It was, it was, <laughs> it was ridiculous actually. Yeah. It, it really was. was. I, in I the had best been, way. yeah. yeah Cause yeah. I had been to, I had been to, I, cause I met her at church and 
I'd only been there a few times leading up to it. And then right after I graduated, I ran off to Europe for a month to vacation with a couple of my a couple of buddies from grade school. And then the weekend I get back from that trip, it's like four days before I start at Caterpillar. Actually, it's the day before I start at Caterpillar. I'm mm-hmm. in church mm-hmm. and I, I walk into like the cafe area and I saw her for the first time. And yeah. I was like, that's good enough for me. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take it. And um, man, I, I went up and tried to talk to her and I like stumbled over my words mm. big time. I could barely speak. And I'm Which sure is she's funny laughing for you. Now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I normally don't have trouble talking to people. Even even girls that I had liked in the past, I was never like, oh, I can't speak anymore. And for, but for her, I, I, lost, I lost yes. all hope of speaking the English language clearly. <laughs> and it was, the, the rest is history from there. So. For good reason. She's pretty phenomenal. Yes. Yep. She's a great chick. Both in her character and yeah. in her beauty. Yep. Yeah. You're not obligated to, but she'd be a great person to have on the podcast. Yes, time, so. she would be. She'd be awesome. <laughs> we'll have to talk her into that one. You yeah. might have to. Yeah. You might have to. <laughs> that one will take a little more convincing well, than yeah. you we'll took, her, probably. We'll get her yeah. on. So Okay, so you've, you've got this you've landed this job straight out of college super successful great job that a lot of people would yeah love to have um let's pause on that story for just a second and let's go back to a question we ask all of our guests because this is something i think that really connects all of us to each other because we all have these areas that we feel Mm -hmm. ordinary what what about yourself would you say is ordinary that's uh, that's the toughest question you're ever going to ask me because over the last six months, and this is kind of the whole point of what we're going to talk about going forward. But, um, up until about six months ago, I, I, I did think my life was pretty ordinary. I, I went to the same job nine to five type of a job. Um, we had a nice house downtown in Morton, right across the street from a grade school. Perfect you know, for yeah, Mayberry kind of thing. Yeah, 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 for, for yeah. Kale's future. Um, and just your typical middle-class Midwestern growing family. Um, but since I got laid off on August 29th, I have just learned that my life isn't ordinary. I don't think much of my life is really ordinary. I don't think there are too many... Um, and this is not to, to, to boast of my own strength or my accomplishments or anything, but I don't think it's normal to be an engineer and a worship leader mm-hmm. and a, a leader in a church, mm-hmm. starting a church, like right. as crazy as that sound, still sounds to me, right. helping start a church and, and, and kind of being like a founding member of that church um, and also trying to be... a a good husband and a good dad mm-hmm. and all of those things. I, I don't think that's ordinary um, mm-hmm. in this day and age. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. My, my life has used to feel ordinary, but it doesn't anymore. Mm, that's cool. It definitely does not anymore. So what's one thing that makes <clears throat> you feel extraordinary? Well, a lot of the things that I, that, that I was just talking about, I think just the combination of all the things that God has placed in my path, it was never something that um, I, I'd never felt like any of those things were inside of me from the beginning. They mm-hmm. were things that God drew out of me. Sure. Um, and so in, in a sense, I think that's extraordinary because mm-hmm. that's believing in something beyond yourself and believing in mm-hmm. something that God has called called you to that you maybe don't think um, you're capable of in the mm-hmm. moment or even in for several years you might not think there's dreams maybe that lie dormant or you wrestle with um, and he and he brings those out of you whether it's leading worship or um, you know you Heather especially um, pushing me towards preaching too mm-hmm. um, like that's not that's not ordinary that mm-hmm. is extraordinary and then also and then lastly I would just say the relationships I have I I think the number of close friends that I in fact that I would consider brothers and sisters you two especially um, that's extraordinary to me the number of people that I can go to at any time of Mm -hmm. of the day um, with anything without any fear of judgment knowing that I'm going to receive incredibly wise and kind counsel, mm-hmm. um, whether it's a struggle that I'm having, or maybe it's 
a great opportunity that yeah. I just need to like, okay, yeah. guys, I, this, this sounds wonderful, but is, is there something that I'm not seeing? Right. I think that's incredible. It's extraordinary to have the number of people close brothers and sisters mm-hmm. that I, that I can go to. I think that's I think that's the most extraordinary thing that I have personally. Well, and I just, I want to commend you because I think in our society, a lot of times what people value as extraordinary are worldly accomplishments, Mm -hmm. like careers, right? especially men. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. not saying that women don't value that too, because they definitely do. We definitely do. But men especially find their value in their careers. And so for you, and we'll get to the story in a moment, but for you to say that the extraordinary things in your life right now are really things that are not worldly values. Yeah. It's not your people. career. It's not financial gain. It's mm-hmm. it's people and yeah. it's experiences that God has put in front of you. And mm-hmm. that that is <clears throat> that in and of itself, Phil, is such an incredible response um, because it shows that your priorities are lined up with God's values, and yeah. that's really cool. Well, and what a great example for Kale to get to see as he's growing up. Mm-hmm how much you value people yeah um that's huge because i think if we can nail loving god and loving people what else is there right yeah and you know that's something that he gets to experience on a weekly basis at church he gets to see becca um you know whether it's serve back in babies Mm -hmm. or um greet people at the door um he loves coming early for rehearsal and i'm up on stage playing music and he he loves listening to worship music and he'll come in and clap and just look at all the 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 lights (laughs) and everything that's going on um and uh so he gets to see that and me preaching as well Mm -hmm. and those are things that we've just noticed that are so important Mm -hmm. to the point where that's I know I don't know exactly what prayer Becca prays over him every night because I'm not always in there, but yeah. that's stuff that I pray over him for every nap is yeah. that he would learn to that we would be able to somehow, some way, teach him to love God and to love people, hopefully better than I'm ever capable of. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Okay, so here you are. You're you're 28 years old. You've got this career going at Caterpillar. You've married an incredible woman. You have this beautiful house. You have a new brand new baby. Take us back to seven months ago. Yeah. Um, our lives were, to use a nerdy engineering phrase, firing <laughs> on all cylinders. Okay. <laughs> we, okay. Were, we were just, everything was just a victory. Everything perfect, was perfect. looking yeah. looking great. Everything was perfect. Um, you know, our son was about uh, four months old at that point, a little over four months old. And super healthy, no complications with the pregnancy whatsoever, no complications with labor a few minor things um after he was um born like a tongue and lip tie that we had to get taken care of but just i mean the picture of health growing like crazy at the top of all the of the the curves growth curves and stuff and and just super easy sleep trained well everything Mm -hmm. i'm sorry for those of you that do struggle with (laughs) kids that don't that aren't like that but you know but god but but here's the point god knew that we were going to need that yeah because Kale was, in our opinion, the most amazing baby that had ever been born. Not because he was our son, but we had heard all these horror stories from people <laughs> about how bad it is in those first few months yeah. for sleepless nights and all that yeah. stuff. And we did have those, but he was just this way at the easy end of the spectrum as, yeah. a ba- as far as babies go. Yeah. And then August 29th, um, I get laid off. And and I, you and many others, many other people did. Yeah, in off. three in three days. So that August 29th was a Monday, and Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. About I don't know the final numbers because I lost my job on the first day. Sure, but um, I heard six to seven hundred people right. were laid yeah. off just in those three days in the Peoria area alone. Right. A yeah. lot of them in engineering. Yeah, and um, there had been. Um, we knew that there was going to be layoffs coming for about two weeks leading up to that. Um, and so there was a lot of rumors about what groups were going to get affected and which ones were going to be safe. And I was sure that I was going to be safe because of the projects that I was working on and how, how much, um, budget money was involved Mm. and how high profile the projects were. I thought there was no way I'm losing my job. Mm. I was a little concerned, but there was like no way. Um, yeah. And, and so Becca and I, you know, she, she was concerned. We, we would talk about it and I'd be like, you know, everything's going to be okay. Like I'm pretty sure my job is safe. And 
a couple of days before I got laid off, we sat down mm -hmm. and I said, okay, it happens this week. I, mm -hmm. I either keep my job or I don't. Probably keeping it, nothing right. to worry about, but right. in the unlikely event that <laughs> I lose my job, yeah. we need to have a plan and we need to act on it quickly because mm -hmm. the school year has already started. Mm -hmm. um, people, the, the housing market is starting to decline, not so much in terms of price, but all the families have already moved because right. they, they don't want to move after school's already right. started. And we have prime location right across the street from, from a grade school. And so if I lose my job, we need to list our house like right away. And we need to, and so we started developing sort of this plan for if I lose my job and 8 a.m. I go into work on a Monday and mm -hmm. 11 a.m. I'm turning my stuff in and I'm calling Becca on the phone in the hallway at work and telling her that I no longer have a job and she wow. couldn't believe it. I had to like, it took several minutes yeah. to just be like, no, like this is, this wow. is real. Like yeah. I'm wow. losing my job. I was one of the first people actually to get laid off. Wow. wow. You know, and so be honest, did, was there kind of a little bit of a freak out moment? Um, I don't think so. I wouldn't call it a freak out moment. Um, I did have, I did take about an hour to pack my stuff up and like kind of quote unquote, say goodbye to some of my coworkers that I wasn't sure if I was going to see again. Sure. Um, and I called Becca, you know, while I was still at work mm -hmm. to tell her and talk through mm -hmm. that with her. Um, because I didn't want to just show up at home. She yeah. was home with Kale, and I didn't want to like show up and yeah. like like, oh hey, like you surprised us with a half day, and we're gonna go do something fun. No, I, I don't. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want it to yeah. be a surprise, and I wanted to also take some time to tell our like you you guys and the yeah. rest of our team right. um, that that this was happening. Yeah. yeah. And and so after all of that started, it, I didn't drive home. Like I said, I took about an hour before I actually started to drive home. And my phone is blowing up like yeah. on the uh, yeah, in the console. Yeah, so worried about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone's texting me and trying to call me and all this stuff. And um, and on the drive home, I, I I just put my phone down because you're not supposed to be on your phone and drive. Yeah. Oh, good, but, good man, good man, but also, good daddy. Yes, <laughs> I approve. But also, I just I I normally listen to podcasts or listen to the 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 Bible on recording or my worship music preparing for the weekend, and I shut it all off. Yeah, and I drove for 35 minutes home mm. and I just started talking. Mm. <laughs> I just started talking to God because one of the things that Becca and I had always talked about was when are we going to get tested? Mm. Because we knew people, you guys had been tested, spiritually attacked in many different ways. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Heather, your family, Heidi, your family as well. Mm -hmm. Many of our friends had gone through so many difficult things that we've got miscarriages and we've got lost jobs and we've got just dreams snatched away mm -hmm. it's, or yeah. delayed at least. Yeah. And, yeah. and we had never gone through that as mm -hmm. a married couple. And so we, I would not, I wasn't so much paranoid about it, but mm -hmm. it was just like, I wonder, I wonder when you God's going to come for us. Yeah. God's yeah. going to come for us at some point and, and not, not to, not to punish us or anything, but mm -hmm. like, since we had continued to obey him, since yeah. we had stepped out yeah. in faith to do the things he had called us to do, the attacks were going to ramp up. Yeah. Sure. And we didn't know when it was going to come or what it was going to be. And, and the first one, the first real test of my life, honestly, mm -hmm. and the first real test of our marriage, I believe, was this season that we're still in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so there, there, a freak out moment, no, but I just, I had never been in this type of place before, and I spent 35 minutes just talking to God and asking Him to start teaching me, mm. like help me to be humble enough to just, just to try to learn mm. and to try to listen to you and to you really process asked that. it. I did, I did, yeah. That was one of the first things I said to him. That said, doesn't seem like it would be most people's first response. Like, okay, yeah. in this really hard thing, like mm -hmm. most people yeah. would just be angry, right? right. God, teach me. Yeah. Well, I knew that I had to figure out how to keep myself composed by the time I got home to mm. Becca because mm. I knew that, that she was just, she, she wasn't concerned. She just felt so bad for me because yeah. she knew yeah. how much I loved my job yeah. and how much potential I had yeah. in that position. And she just, she didn't like to see her husband lose something that 
he loved. Right. Um, yeah. And so she was actually like really, really composed and chill about it when I got home, which was good. But I also wanted to like, okay, the emotions will come yeah. and go right. as long as it takes me to get a job. But right. I need to figure out right now at the very beginning establish at least with myself okay how am i going to attack this season mm -hmm. am i going to be dominated by it am mm -hmm. i going to let negativity win or am i going to do my best to choose joy and to try to learn because mm -hmm. as soon as it happened i knew that god was trying to teach me something mm -hmm. huge multiple things and i said okay i can freak out mm -hmm. like you guys asked i could yeah. freak out i yeah. can i can lose it and i or i can choose from moment one mm -hmm. to try to start learning even through the anger and even yeah. through the uncertainty and even yeah. through the okay now we got to start executing this plan that we developed above mm -hmm. above all of that above all that noise to say okay god i know you're trying to teach me i'm trying to listen mm -hmm. i don't i don't really hear anything right now but yeah. just just keep talking to me because i know you're there yeah. yeah wow okay so in your mind so this happens, and in your mind, I would guess that you probably thought finding another job will be easy. Yeah. Because I'm qualified, I have this degree, I'm smart, I'm educated, I have all this stuff's going yes. Lots for of experience. me. Yep. Yeah. And so I, you probably thought, no big deal. Piece I of thought cake. I was going to be unemployed for about five days. Wow. Okay. Maybe two, maybe two weeks, maybe two weeks, because within hours of being laid off, I got some phone calls from a a former boss that I had at Caterpillar and he had somehow found out through the grapevine that I had lost my job that mm. day. And he's like, Hey, there's two openings back, um, in the engine division where a lot of people know you. Um, everyone knows that you got laid off. There's people, multiple people over here f at various levels fighting for you and, and, and mentioning your name to mm. people as a, wow. as a perfect candidate for either of these two jobs. And so, so all this false hope. Yeah. And so I, I remember coming to you, like I was, we had dinner yeah. at your house that night, Heather, yeah. and, and dinner got interrupted by this phone call right. with all this hope. Yeah. Two yeah. jobs. And I was like, oh, there's two job openings back, with, back with my old buddies. Good. Slam dunk. Right. You know? Right. And, and so I, I, I just wasn't worried about it at all. Um, didn't get those. Hmm. And then an, another opportunity after opportunity after opportunity comes my way at Caterpillar. I had 60 days to get another job at Caterpillar somewhere mm -hmm. and multiple opportunities come my way. Some that I, that I didn't have any connection to, just random ones, and others yeah. that I had strong connections to. And every single one, I was like, no one's no one's better qualified for this job than right. me. No one deserves, no one deserves this, quote unquote, hmm. more than me. Mm -hmm. Like, I would be perfect for this. They don't understand how good I am. Hmm those sound like fairly prideful statements and it's because they are mm -hmm. and and yes I, I i may be good at what i do but that wasn't the attitude that i needed to have in those moments and i had and i had to continually fight that off and and as disappointment led to more disappointment yeah. um i had to come to the realization that there was one of two things. Either I'm not nearly as good at my job as I thought I was, or I am. But those people at Caterpillar trying to, you know, that I was trying to vie for some of their job openings didn't see it that way. Mm. And just because they don't see it that way, mm. it's not their fault. It's not my fault. That's yeah, just right. the way that it is. Yeah. And then above that is, oh, wait, maybe God has something different for me. Yeah. And that changes things so mm -hmm. quickly when you can get to that place yeah. it's yeah. so tough to fight through that part of it yeah but it's kind of like ripping the ripping the band-aid off versus yeah. trying to take it off really slowly if you can just get past it and just say you know what that really hurts my pride a lot yeah. it does yeah. it really really hurts and it still hurts yeah mm -hmm. even after i acknowledge that god's got a better plan mm -hmm. but you're not ever going to get over the pain of that. You're not ever going to move past the uncertainty mm -hmm. until you just start to you start to acknowledge that God's got a better plan, God's got a better timeline, um, and that He's got your best interest at heart. And you just got to do your best to try to obey Him and listen to Him. Hmm. And and it was easy for me because it's just like okay, apply, 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 apply. 
Yeah. Just keep applying for jobs. Keep applying right, for jobs. Yeah. And the door is either going to open or close. And he just kept allowing them to be closed yep. one he after kept, the next. Yeah, he kept throwing next. Yeah, he kept throwing opportunities yeah. my way. And you think, oh, this is it. And I remember keeping yeah. the team updated and sending yeah. a lot of emails like, oh, this job sounds perfect. Oh, this job sounds yeah. perfect. For the first month or so, I felt like I was just keeping everybody updated yeah. constantly yeah. in it. And then as they kept closing, I was like, you know what? I think we're just going to back off a little bit with mm-hmm. the... You know, hey guys, here's this next job opportunity. Can you please pray for this? Mm. Can you please? And it's and and please hear me. Um, you know, both of you and also those of you listening to the podcast, like n- you cannot ask for too much prayer yeah. in a situation. But for me, mm-hmm. in this particular instance, constantly rehashing, yep. constantly yeah. typing up these emails yep. to to keep you guys up to speed yep. and everybody else, all of our friends, yeah, and like getting all these people that love me so much around me to support me and pray this job into existence. Mm -hmm. All it did was build up expectation and then more disappointment. And it's not that I, and and at the end of the day, I just had had to say, you know what? This isn't what's best for me. And yeah, I know that my people are praying for me anyway. And I know that they're praying specifically for a job in God's timing and that he's got it all figured out. Mm. And, and, and so I'm just going to rest in that knowing Mm. that I have the best people in the world around me that are just going to support me and they're going to keep praying for me. And I don't need to keep building building up the expectations like for myself. God. Yeah. 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 I don't need to keep reminding God. I don't need to give him advice. I don't need yeah. to give him counsel. I've done yeah. that so many times yeah. in my life, mm-hmm. try to give him advice and it just doesn't work that way. And so once I got past that, it, it, it got a little bit easier mm-hmm. in the day to day, but. Cause man. your day to day looks pretty different than it did when you had a job. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. was, it was so hard. Um, I don't like looking for jobs. Those of you that have had that have been laid off before, or you're trying to enter the job market for the first time, it is painful mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. It's just so painful. And I received some coaching, um, some free coaching um, from a, a wonderful service um, that Caterpillar kind of uh, paid for. And I, I watched some presentations, and they were like, "You need to." treat this like you're working and so you need to do this eight hours a day and you need to mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. you know in a bigger market like say like chicago or new york you need to have, be working like seven different job offers at once and mm-hmm. i'm just like yeah i can't i can't get an interview yeah there weren't you, even you, seven job offers or opportunities available no right? not, in your not, field. not in not in, re- no. in in reality no right there were here. all kinds of them but yeah. they were not being offered to me they weren't yeah. the doors weren't opening yeah and so you 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 look for jobs and you try to apply and you update your resume and you do all of these things and then it's 10 30 yeah. in the morning and yeah. you're like and i've uh-huh. already worked out and i've already ate breakfast and i've already <laughs> did all these things and like kale's taking a nap and becca's taking a nap and i'm like i can't do this anymore yeah, yeah. and it gets boring so fast because right. i'm used to a high velocity mm. work environment mm. that's very challenging to me mm-hmm. mentally and 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 using all of the technical gifts that I some of them that I have and some that I don't have exercising muscles I don't have right. challenging mm. me and looking for a job is just it's challenging but it, it's not like challenging me yeah, mentally it's and it's not challenging it's not fulfilling at all it's awful so it's, let's let's talk about that a little bit because we all know that men are wired to be providers for their family yeah. right. that men are wired to find fulfillment in their jobs and careers and i believe that's one of the ways that god has created men mm-hmm. um is to is to do that for their families and so has this season because you're seven months in yeah right yeah okay seven months in of not having a job not having Mm -hmm. a steady income has this season of not having a job made you feel less of a man yeah yeah it has um the first i would say the first five months of it were very difficult Mm -hmm. in that sense very very difficult because um just in in a vacuum kind of in but in in our own like yeah in our own four walls yeah mm-hmm. it was like that because yeah. you know becca is getting to live out you know her calling as as a mom and a yeah. wife and taking taking care of our home yeah. and and, and all sure. that sort of thing like 
right there. I get she gets to do it every day, yeah. and it's obvious, and she does a great job with that. Yeah. And I love her so much for that. And then for me, I love being a dad, and I love helping out around the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was something that I easily fit into my schedule. After outside work. of the nine <laughs> yes. or ten hours I was yeah. at work yeah. right. and so now I have to like and there wasn't enough stuff to go around yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it was awesome to get to spend a bunch it still is awesome to get to spend every every day with Becca mm-hmm. and to get to see Kale you know I, I've said this to so many people over the last few months that you know being able to spend every day with my son from mm-hmm. the time he was four months old <laughs> until now and he's 11 months very very few dads get that opportunity yeah Yeah. uh and and so man in a sense it's a gift it is it's maybe hard to look at it that way it is it is but in a sense it's a gift that god's allowed for some reason and yeah and 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 so so you have those amazing things going on at home yeah but even that stuff still wasn't always enough when i would to be perfectly honest go to church every weekend or and and talk to Chris or yeah. talk to Kip or yeah. talk to um, both Isaacs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my brother and, and, and your brother and and Paul and, and Dave and, and all of my friends right. that are having their, their careers are going so well and, right. and hearing, uh, hearing yeah. about how God is blessing them in their careers. Right. And it was very, very difficult to be involved in those conversations at times. Um, and it's, and I don't, people, my, my, my people have always been very sensitive to that for the most part. And, and, mm-hmm. and I don't want I'm not trying to indict anyone because those are normal conversations sure. to have. Right. Yeah. And I'm used to being a part of that and being able to share right. some of the victories and struggles that I'm having in my yeah. job. Well, now I don't have one. Yeah. Yeah. And so it but was hard. Think to, about the compassion you're yeah. learning for people yeah. you're going to come across down the road yeah. that you're going to be able to relate to. Yeah. It was a, it was a huge challenge to, to find some more joy sure. to, the, to, to give to somebody else. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? To, to, to find some more joy somewhere with all the great things happening at home, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. but a huge part of my identity gone yeah. and yet all of, my, all of my friends being blessed in their own ways mm-hmm. and having to find some more joy that was in short supply at times to be able yeah. to devote to them. Yeah. Um, if anything, I, I need to... I would want to apologize to them for not finding more to, to be more to celebrate them more, oh, because buddy. that's because that's because that's what I no seriously. Come because, here, let me hug you. Okay. You're okay. okay. But I we think got I think the beauty, the beauty of friendship yeah. though, and the beauty of relationship is that everyone was also not to the extent that you were carrying it because it was yeah. it was your suffering. It it, it yeah. still is your suffering, but when you have relationships with people like we all have, you feel each other's pain. And so, you know, we were all carrying it with you. We are all still carrying it with you. And I, you know, none of us, none of you, none of us expect you to be the, the cheerleader right now. Um, We don't, we all, we all are, are here to be your cheerleaders. And okay. So I want to talk a little bit because I think this is something that people can get very confused in. And it's something that I feel like you and Becca did really well is, there was a possibility that this was coming. You knew that this was coming, even though you know you didn't think that it was. Um, but then it happened, and you guys made some really strategic financial decisions yeah. um, to prepare you for whatever that season yes. looked like following. Yes. Um, you don't have to get into specifics, but can you talk to us a little bit about the changes that you had to make mm-hmm. in order to still take care of your family? Yes. To make it work. Yes we had to make it work and make it work quickly um, because that 60 day window um, with Caterpillar and in our minds, we're thinking, okay, the first thing we have to do immediately sell our house as fast as we can. We need to make as much money on it as we can, but it's like speed over money in a sense, which is a frustrating place to be in because that, that you lose a lot of leverage that way. Um, And And you just had a gut feeling that that's what you were supposed to do. Yeah. Cause you didn't know this would be seven plus months yeah yeah i mean the way the way we saw it was um when we bought the house uh the our mortgage payment was really towards the upper end of what we should should okay. be affording yeah. what we could afford gotcha. um and so as soon as i lost my job our thinking was okay i might get a job in five days I don't know that. Right. And if that does happen, we can always, you know, we right. can pull out. Take it we, off the market. We, yeah, yeah, we can take it back on the yeah. market. We can, we can, we can, we can renege, whatever. But 
we didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And and there was a small part of me, and I don't know, like I don't know what version of of the story I've told to everyone. I'm not even sure I've told Becca this. And so, mm. honey, if I haven't told you this, I'm so sorry. But <laughs> there was a part of me, there was a super small part of me that just kind of knew mm. that this was not going to be a two week thing. Yeah. Mm. There was a small part of me that was like, you know what? If this really is the first big test mm. of our faith from God, this might not be easy. Then why in the world would he give me a job in a week or two mm. or even a month or yeah. even at the 11th hour on that 60th day yeah. and we get to keep our house and we don't have to deal with all the that yeah. hassle yeah if is that what will i have learned mm. what how will i have been challenged in that way because all i had to do was rough it for 60 days yeah, yeah. and yeah. not sell a house and not make any sacrifices and not yeah. not yeah. change anything yeah and so there was this really really small part of me that mm. was like this this is i feel like this is gonna go this is going to go a little you, bit longer. Do you think that was the Holy Spirit just preparing you, preparing yeah, your heart? I 100% believe that. Yeah. I really do. Um, and so, again, when you're going through these situations, you kind of have to, you know, prepare for the worst and right. expect the best. And so right. we sold our house as yeah. fast as we could. Yep. There was a bunch of drama related to that that we don't need to cover here. It took way longer than we <laughs> needed it to, but we got some money from that. I got some money from Caterpillar in a severance package and the the awesome part about all that stuff is that leading up to the sale of our home and getting laid off we had had some ex more expenses than we had anticipated you know mm -hmm. having to chop down some dead trees in our yard that's right. really expensive and yeah. do, do some other things yeah. and our emergency fund had been depleted uh well below where we wanted it to be yeah. wanted to stay safety yeah. net yeah and yeah. so we sold our house and we, we sold our house as fast as we could some of the money from closing, or excuse me, uh, I actually got the severance package first. Most of that money went to refilling the, refilling the emergency fund to where it needed to be. Yeah. Um, and then putting the rest of it kind of just in another account to save for eventually buying another house. And then we close in our house and that money goes into the account as well. And so those are some practical things that we did that we just had to say, okay, you know, we have to do these things because right. if we don't not only will we have the stress of not having a job and a new baby and we're first-time parents and, and then leading the church and all these other things all of these other things it's like now we have the financial pressure right which we've never really had up to that point we, right. we've been very blessed to not really have significant financial pressure mm -hmm. in our lives but that's because we dedicated ourselves right from the beginning when we first got married to pay off our school loans mm -hmm. and then to try to build up an emergency fund and yeah. so the years leading up to this point we had made enough wise financial decisions aside from guitar gear purchases to <laughs> to, to, to everyone that, has yes, their yes, flaws yeah, yeah, to, to prepare us for this and so we were in wonderful financial shape overall and then the last you know the the last really huge um, factor in all of this was um, all the offers that we got from people, friends and family mm -hmm. to to live with them. Mm -hmm. Basically, you know, and in some cases rent free or you know, yeah. no utilities, no no nothing. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, huge shout out to, to your parents uh, for, you know for for taking us in and getting to uh, stay with them. And so there's. They're like the ultimate yes. mom, They're dad, hearts. Yes. Like yeah. mo mom will mother anyone yeah. that she, will stand still yes. long enough to and she, she does a great job with that. And, and so there's a combination of a few quick, wise, what I would think are wise financial decisions that yeah. we made with our house and our saving and our spending, mm -hmm. really trying to cut back, really trying to save as much as we could because we didn't know how long this sure. gap would be. Yeah, Unemployment only lasts for six months. Mm -hmm. Um, it runs out on May 1st, mm -hmm. so yeah. we'll see what happens after that. Yeah. And then on top of that, God providing yeah. free housing, yeah. Yeah. in my opinion, beyond free housing with yeah. the additional blessings that we get from, from Steve and Melody all the time, just being wonderful hosts, being our friends, uh, loving on Kale so much as, as treating him like their own grandson, yeah. watching him so we can go out on date nights or go mm -hmm. to leadership meetings or just yeah. go. We went grocery shopping last night after he went after he went down. Yeah, right. And yeah. that the combination of those things, I, I think God's blessing, God can bless us anyway. 
whether we make wise financial decisions Mm -hmm. or not. Mm -hmm. But I think if you put yourself in in the right positions by making those, whether it's financial decisions or Mm -hmm. any any aspect of life, when God does choose to bless you, it's not. It it doesn't have to be the thing that saves you from all of your bad Mm -hmm. decisions. It can be like icing on the cake and right. cherry on top and right. all of these other things. Favor. Yeah, it yeah. can be God's yeah. fa- God's favor is so yeah. powerful and his economics are so powerful if we choose to make yeah. really tough decisions sometimes without the promise yeah. of the of Just, the ble- with no vision at all of when any blessing is yeah. going to come at all. Right. Yeah, that's good. So you're in a season of waiting. Yes. You're you're choosing to find joy in this season. You know, it's sometimes begrudgingly, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, how has this affected your marriage? It has been awesome. <laughs> like you might expect, um, ups and ups and downs, sure. but always in, at least for me, um, you can ask Becca when she's, when she's on here, when, <laughs> uh, how she feels about it, but always an up, always an upward trajectory in, in reality. Um, going on seven months now, being at home every single day, uh, gives me a bunch of opportunities to continue to communicate with Becca and continue mm-hmm. to learn about her and to for her to push me mm-hmm. and challenge me and for me to push her and, and challenge her and, and even just to experience um, her being a mom. Mm-hmm. As, as a lot more than a fly on the wall. I'm definitely more than a fly on the wall <laughs> in that sense. So um, just because again, like I said before, Fathers don't usually don't get that opportunity right. to just spend seven months at home with their chi- at, with their children. Right. But then you talk about the marriage too, and yeah. being able to being able to witness just the beautiful picture of women stepping into motherhood. Just and it's just like the women that I respect and the, mm-hmm. like my, my mom and mm-hmm. and your mom and and you guys as as mothers. It's just like this switch just flips and yeah. it's just this thing that happens so beautifully and organically. Yeah. And then, and you look at it and it's like, man, that could either be completely by chance or it could just be that God designed things to yeah. be this way. And, yeah. and to witness uh, my wife being, being a mom is, is so beautiful. And even that has, has helped me too, because I've, I've seen firsthand how hard it is. Can I yeah. tell you one of the reasons she's been successful? She has been so good at asking for advice and implementing it. Hmm. I cannot tell you the number of women that I hear come to, whether it's Heather and myself or to my mom or women ahead of them. How do I get my child to do X, Y, and Z? And they get all this input and they implement nothing. And I think it's a bit of a pride thing where they think that they'll just do it on their own. They'll go Mm -hmm. it on their own. And Becca's done a really good job. Yeah. Of hearing feedback, of taking the wisdom that's being, you know, mm-hmm. offered and then implementing it. Yeah. And and I think that yes, God wires us as women to yeah. step into that role of nurturing and mothering. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also w- witnessed some women that are just on full on freakout mode, mm-hmm. taking care of their child and over exaggerating situations that don't need to be dramatized. Yeah. And I feel like, at least from my perspective, you know, I'm not living with you all day in and day mm-hmm. out, but I feel like. Becca's done a really good job yeah, of has. not sweating the small stuff, mm-hmm. not fretting over things that don't need to be worried about and just kind of taking one day at a time. And, yeah. and, um, so I, I really think a lot of it has to do with the fact that she is very teachable and she's yeah. willing to take advice and counsel from women that are older than her. Yeah. That's and, huge. Yeah. And what, what's, I think the biggest thing that I take, that I've taken away from it, if I had to boil it down to one thing was just, again, being able to witness the day to day of what it really takes to raise yeah. a child, you know, cause there's it's a time, lot of work. Cause there's times when I'm at the dinner table working on my sermon, I've got, I have to preach in a couple of weeks right. and okay, well I'm not working, but I have to work on this sermon. And so right. I'm not available sure. for helping. And I've got to witness over seven months how hard it is sometimes mm-hmm. to be a mom. It takes a lot of work. Just physically, it takes sure. a lot of work. Yeah. And, and even though I am available to help, um, do a lot of those things around the house, like cleaning or cooking or whatever it might yeah. be. Um, I've developed such an appreciation for the work that you all have to have to put in mm-hmm. every single day while the men are away at work, mm-hmm. and and I look forward to 
the benefits that are yet to come in our marriage because of that. Because yeah. right right now, yeah. you know, we're, we're still kind of in this waiting period. But sure. now that yeah. I feel like I've learned so much about um, how my wife is wired and what she values and what she doesn't yeah. and how she what raises her day Kale, looks like. What yeah. her day looks like. And so now yeah. once I do go back yes. to work, yes. when I come home, mm. I have a very good idea of what she just went through yes. for the last nine or 10 That's hours. So while I'm like having a blast at work, working on <laughs> big machines and, and who knows so, what, yeah, you know, like so she true. might've had so a great good. day at home with Kale yeah. and she might've had a not so great day yeah. at home with Kale. Yeah. And that I, I look forward to the benefits of that. Just yeah. being able to be sensitive in the way that I Knowing should be. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So That's a so lot good. of people I think would say that in this particular situation, it would almost be the opposite. Like it, it that a marriage could become very strained um, that it could harm a marriage. I think in a lot of cases it does, you know, yeah. when you have mm-hmm. a traumatic event, like yeah. what you've yeah. experienced, yeah. Mar- the marriage takes a lot of the stress of yeah. that. So a lot of toll. Yeah. Without, you know, going into a whole long thing, yeah. what's one or two things that you feel like you guys have done to mm-hmm. keep that from happening? Not that you haven't had your yeah. ups and downs, but your marriage has stayed strong through this. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing is, like I said, from day one, day one when I came home, even when I was on the phone with her, she was just so encouraging. Mm-hmm. She was she was sad for me. Mm-hmm. She and and she was so encouraging. She's to this day she's very encouraging. She yeah. she she just believes in me. And when I get ready for interviews, she picks out my outfits for me because, of course, <laughs> you know we need help doing that as yes. men. But um, <laughs> all of those things, she's just been a, my number one fan through mm-hmm. all of it, and not like her, her view of me has never wavered just because just because now I'm not providing in the way that I normally provide mm. and I'm not doing these amazing things all, all over creation You're changing poopy diapers that all is the time. very valuable all the time <laughs> that is yeah. valuable right let yeah. me tell you yeah. so yeah so one of the things that I I locked into is like okay this will probably I can't change the situation sure. I don't know when, like God knows mm-hmm. all the the what, when, where, why, how, all yeah. of that stuff. It's His timeline, not yeah. mine. His plan, not mine. Okay, fine. Today, I can choose joy. I can choose to do things right. that are going to help right. this situation, help our marriage grow, or not. Yeah. And yep. so, what does she need? Well, she probably needs me to take Kale downstairs while I work out because I can watch him and she gets to sleep in. Yeah. yeah. It's make breakfast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because she's not a morning person and I love the morning. Mm. Okay. So th- things like that, that it's just like, okay, if I help with kale, if I help around the house, if I do these things, whether she, whether that's her number one love language or not, mm. that's still going to help in yeah. a big way. So that's one thing I would say. Yeah. And then, and then two, for me, and that, that's kind of me serving her. Yeah. And then for me, just as an individual, yeah. it's just the constant battle of saying, um, of keeping my identity where it needs to be, of choosing joy just in, mm-hmm. just for my own countenance, yeah, you know, sure. just my own yeah. attitude. Because yeah. if I'm, because it might be nothing that she's doing, but if yeah. I'm having a bad day and I'm letting the negativity and the uncertainty mm-hmm. get to me, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say as kind, right. kind things yes. like I should be saying. Right. I might not be as quick to respond when, when Kale is being um, troublesome mm. as I should be. And that, harms kale yeah. it harms her yeah. and it harms me because i'm harming the people i love the most and yeah. that's going to come back eventually yeah. and and so um really i would say the last two months is when i really started to conquer those things mm-hmm. and it was all of because of craig rochelle's message mm-hmm. words to live by yeah mm-hmm. and i listen i took kale down in the basement with me i'm working out and mm-hmm. i uh I, you had sent us that message yeah. and I listened to it while I'm working out and I said, okay, hmm. this is one of the best messages I've ever heard yeah. in my life. This is exactly what I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. And so after my workout was over, I took my phone out and I just typed out one of those little yeah. awesome words to live by yeah. phrases. I put it in my phone, 6 a.m. I think it's 5 a.m. now, 5 a.m. every <laughs> single day on my calendar. Hmm that thing pops up Hmm. and it's, and it's, it says this, I have all the skills and experience I need because 
God gave it to me. God mm-hmm. ordered my steps from the beginning until now. Yeah. And so I can so I can I can struggle with whether I'm good enough. I can struggle with whether any of those companies out there value me at all. Mm. That's fine. But that's completely throwing everything that God has ever done for me right back in his face and mm. saying it's not good enough. And so mm. I wrote down I have all the skills and experience I need because God gave it to me. So good. And he knows the what, the where, the when, the why, the how, mm-hmm. because it's his timeline. It's his plan for my life, mm-hmm. not mine. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and so that's, that's my one. And I know Craig has like 15 and yeah. I'm, I'm sure many of us on the team have, have, yeah. have a lot more, but that's just the one that I have. Yeah. And that, so that for me, seeing that every single day just helps me remind myself, okay, yeah. you've got to, this is like, the path. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's hard. It hurts sometimes, yeah. but as soon as I made that shift, it, it just, it completely changed. And mm-hmm. the last two months have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, uh, in terms of emotional and psychological yeah. strength and clarity and all that sort of thing. Well, and we say this a lot. Um, husbands, when, when you have a family and you have a husband, he really does set the tone of the home. Yeah. Um, I think most people think it's the women. Yeah. But it, 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 like it's said a lot. It does. But I think because of the mm-hmm. way God wired, has wired men and has wired women, mm-hmm. yes. the husband sets the tone of the yes, home. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And yeah. so if the husband is finding his identity in Christ, if right. the husband is bringing home joy, even in hard times, choosing right. joy, yeah. Yeah. because happiness comes and goes, but mm-hmm. joy comes from yes. Jesus. One of the best sermons stays. I've ever heard, Heather. <laughs> um, and so if that's happening at the top, yeah. it's going to trickle down and yes. it's going to affect the marriage. It's going to affect the children. And so I think for you, that's yep. huge. That's such a that's such a good nugget for any man out there listening. Yeah. Hey, all you men listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. Because the reality is we desperately want to be led. Yeah. Even yeah. if we, we don't do. always show it, even if we throw a stink about yeah. stuff, the, the way that the husband responds, the man responds to any given situation. Yeah. You know, the car breaks down, yep. the wife's freaking out, the husband freaks out, it just gets a whole lot worse. Oh, yeah. yeah. If the husband oh, yeah. says, it's okay, honey. We're going to handle this. We'll figure it out. I know how we're going to do it. I will handle this. It just changes everything. I will pay somebody to fix whatever just happened, but I will handle it. So I just, I love that. I I think it's so, it's so crucial for men to get that. And I do want to say one more thing that just came to me because, because Jenna brought it up Mm -hmm. last week and it, and it, and it resonated with me so strongly um, that the, I would say the third thing that, that change that I've made, and this is again for me personally. Yeah. Um, happened as a result of 37. Mm-hmm. Um, we, at the end of every um, study, in the, fight, in the fight study that we just completed, yeah. uh, Chris or Mike or whoever, you know, would go around and we would ask for prayer. And mm-hmm. I never had to mention my job because Everyone did somebody else would be like, hey, all right, we're going to pray for <laughs> Phil's job, right? And, and, and Jared Smith, a uh, huge shout out to him. Uh, he uses because he struggles with remembering to pray specific prayers for people and he uses a wonderful app called echo hmm. download it it's free it's amazing it's cool. very very clean very simple hmm. awesome and i had come to the realization that i'm spending a lot of time praying for my wife hmm. and my son and the job situation and the house, you know, like kind of like mm-hmm. the, the immediate yeah. things yeah. again, yeah. Our the formal, fires. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm praying really awesome. Yeah. yeah. Inside the four walls. Inward. Yes. yes. Inside the four yeah. walls. And, and just like Jenna said last week, um, like I, I, I was just like, you know what? Church has been going great. Like, the, like the, the band is growing and improving and all these things. I'm seeing growth and stuff, but when's the last time I prayed for any of my band members specifically mm-hmm. public I need public no, confession. some more public confession <laughs> and repentance like yeah. Yeah. as the worship director at the church mm-hmm. I was not consistently really ever lifting up specific members of my team in prayer mm-hmm. I was praying every once in a while for bigger things like you know yeah. more more musicians or right. you know 
goal other goals that we sure. had yep. macro goals but like i was not praying specifically mm. for like each member of my team wow. and 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 jared's just like you know i i have a hard time remembering and so i use this app and i was like hey can you can you send me that app and i've i use it every day mm. um i pray for most of the people in the band no i'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> no I, sorry I, if so, you're the one left no, out no and and I, I pray for people in the band i pray for mm. other people that i know and mm. the, the app is wonderful it, it hooks it syncs up with your calendar and so it can set a daily or weekly or monthly reminder mm, at a really time cool. of day yeah. and it also gives you a little space to type in details so you can kind of remember like okay this is why specifically right. what i'm praying for for yeah. this person or this situation That's and so then cool. it also has an answered feature wow so once a prayer is answered you can kind of you can you have the date and like how it was answered Hmm. and the app just saves it all and so you You can look at look back at what was done yeah so 10 years from now on my iphone 50 (laughs) you know i'll have my echo app and i'll have all these prayers that have been answered and none of the prayers i have in echo are for me Mm. wow and i and i I, I did that on purpose because yeah. I'm so good at praying for myself. Yeah, hmm. um, yeah aren't we all? Yeah, one, I have one one yeah. in there for Becca. Yeah, and I, I pray over Kale all the time. I don't need yeah. reminders for that. Yeah, but the rest of the prayers in that app yeah. are mm-hmm. for Kip's job, mm-hmm. are for the members of my band, mm-hmm. are for other people in our church that that need some healing or need some yeah, deliverance yeah. or uh, of That's some so kind or, or need a breakthrough in their lives or need something, need some help. And yeah. that last change has been so huge because now I'm getting to the point where it's like, okay, I've always believed that this is not about me. This is bigger than me, hmm. but I really need to start acting. Now I'm yeah. acting on it. You're living it out it's now. so good. Yeah. Well, it's okay that you're not in your own echo because my five-year-old has got your back when it comes to prayers yes, for your job. Does. Yes, he does. <laughs> this boy is praying for yes, you. Yes, he does. Almost every day. So, um, so Phil, as we wrap up here, um, just real quickly, what advice would you give someone who is in a season of waiting? First off, you have to, you have two choices. You either keep waiting and wait in joy mm. or you stop waiting and you start giving advice to God. Mm. You start going your own way. You start making your own decisions and distrusting him. And I think that ultimately will decide where you end up it really mm-hmm. it really will because look the waiting is awful yeah the worst part of all of this like it, it honestly has not been that difficult of a season for us mm-hmm. and it's because of a lot of things all the support we yeah. have the, the the decisions that we're choosing to make on a daily basis all that's going into it yeah. but the one part that's been super difficult for me is just waiting and yeah. un, and not knowing, not knowing. uncertainty the unknown. Yeah. and and so that until you until you decide that that's just not going to change yeah. it's not god's going to change it mm-hmm. like i said before god knows mm-hmm. who's going to offer me the job yep he knows when they're going to offer me the job he knows how much money they're going to offer me he knows mm-hmm. exactly all the job role details that it's going to be how well it's going to match up with my skills or not yeah. which is also a good thing yeah the challenge you know, all of those things he knows all of those details because he's ordered my steps up to this point and he's right. ordered my steps going forward yeah, yeah. and so you have to just get to a point and i don't know any other way than just brute forcing it yeah believing the people that you've surrounded yourself with oh that's by the way that's a really good one too you've got to surround yourself with the right people that are going to mm. constant, not just pat your back and tell you mm. everything's going to be okay but like are really really there and sometimes need to remind you <laughs> when your, your your attitude is starting to deteriorate a little bit mm-hmm. okay and you have one, you have two options it's really that simple yeah, you yeah. can either make the best of the situation it sounds so cliche and i'm sorry about that but it it really is true either you make the best of the situation try to learn as much as you can try to choose as much joy as you yeah. possibly can from all the sources that you possibly can yeah or not and then you'll be miserable it's really it's really that simple 
That's so yeah. good. That's so good. Well, as we've watched you and Becca walk through this season, I'm I'm really proud of you guys. You guys have done it with a lot of grace and a lot of wisdom and um, a lot of faith. Mm-hmm. You've, you've exercised your faith, um, not because it's been easy, but because it's it's learned. Mm-hmm. You've, yeah. you've exercised your faith for your faith for years and years and mm-hmm. it's playing out now. Yeah. Yeah. So it is a response to what God's put yeah. in front of you. Yeah. And, um, so I just, we are going to follow up this podcast, Phil, yeah. with when you get that job, when you get the answer, <laughs> yeah. when you've come through, yeah. because I know that God's going to continue yes. to awesome. teach you, yeah. but we want to share with our listeners when God answers. And, you know, just like that echo app, we're going to, we're going to bring back yeah. the answer. Yes. answer. And, yeah. um, I would love that. I would yeah. Love that. And just update our listeners and let them be a part of the, the celebration and not awesome. just the struggle. I look too. forward to that. So. I really do. Well, and we also always want to give a shout out to anybody who might be in the same season who needs an encouraging yes. word. So um, you're on Instagram. Yep. And is it okay if people find you on there? And Absolutely. If, if they want to Twitter and us? Facebook too. Okay. So you're yeah. Phil underscore Schaefer. Yes. The only one on Instagram that has that name. Okay. Awesome. No numbers, no weird yep. stuff. Just yep. Phil, <laughs> Phil underscore Schaefer. Yep. S-C-H-A-F-E-R. Perfect. Yes. So find him on there. He's a great encourager. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find Heidi and I on Instagram as well, and the H and H Hour. Yep. And just you know, we'd love to hear your comments. We'd love to hear what's speaking to you, what God's yeah. doing in your life, how we can pray for you. And when we say we pray for you, we actually will. We do. Yeah. Um, so thank you for listening. Thank you, Phil, for being here. Yes. Thanks. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. It was yeah. really fun. I'm excited to. I, I just I'm glad to get to share this story with you guys and with your yeah. listeners. And I just hope that if even if one person gets a little bit of yeah. something think, out of it, it was yeah. worth it. I think a whole lot of people are going to because I, I think, think so. a whole lot of people will resonate with that. Yeah. So thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye.